Welcome to Bach Lab, the podcast by Emanuel Music, the living laboratory for the music of J.S. Bach. I'm Claudia Dorian, and I'm joined in this episode by Dana Whiteside, president of the board of Emanuel Music and also a singer on our ensemble. Dana lets us behind the scenes to learn about the board's purpose and impact, and in doing so, takes us through the vision of our organization, from core values to a desired trajectory and a path to get there. In learning about Emanuel Music's vision, we are able to see its impacts, once again realizing the power of art and community. And before we get into my conversation with Dana, I would like to briefly acknowledge that Emanuel Music is currently in the midst of our year-end fundraising campaign, and that any gift makes an impact on our vision that you will shortly hear all about. Visit emmanuelmusic.org support dash us to learn more or donate today. Now for the episode. Okay, welcome Dana. Thank you. Um, we're really excited to just chat about kind of the other side of the organization mm-hmm. um, within the perspective of someone who's been here a long time and also also seen the stage. So I'm just really excited to hear your perspective. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really excited to to be here and to offer some perspective on what Emmanuel has been doing and perhaps more importantly, what Emmanuel will be doing in the future. Yeah. And to share the excitement, uh, speaking on behalf of the board and m- my colleagues and friends on the ensemble about our excitement for the future. Yes. Um, I'd like to have a little clarity on like, in an organization like this, what purpose does the board serve? Um, how is that kind of integrated? And then how does this play out kind of in the end result? Oh, that's a really, really good question. The board, sort of stepping back and I'll say writ large, yeah. for an organization, the board of directors, is the fiduciary body of that organization. And when I say fiduciary, I mean we are responsible for the financial health and the progress of the organization, mm-hmm. uh, looking at how the organization uses its resources, both financial and human resources, so to speak, ensuring that there is a very clear vision and strategy for the future. Mm-hmm. It's the board that sets that vision. It's important, however, that the board is not the one that's doing the work. Yeah. Um, it, it varies from organizations from size, organizations of different sizes. Uh, we have tried in, in, in the last several years to really be a board of directors that sets the stage for the staff to know, <clears throat> pardon me, to have a very clear sense of what the direction and trajectory is for the organization, looking at resources, looking at financial considerations, um, so that the staff can then implement that vision. And it's the board's responsibility to hire, in particular, mm-hmm. the artistic director and the executive director. Those two individuals then bring on staff as appropriate to meet the needs of the organization and to help to move the vision of the organization forward from an operational perspective. In, a, in the best scenarios, mm-hmm. the board of directors does not get into the process of doing the work of staff, yeah. but really trusts its, in this case for Emmanuel, its two chief, what I like to call the chief artistic officer, artistic director, and the chief administrative officer, executive director, trusting them to hear the vision, carry it out, and implement. Yeah. And the way you asked a really good question about the integration, mm-hmm. the the way in which you would try to integrate that is to make sure that there's an opportunity for uh, communication and sharing of information. We get you know, regular reports from staff about yeah. things like 
artistic planning, things like uh, development planning, things like staff planning. And through that sharing of information, the board can then help make what I'll call regulatory decisions about how to move forward. Yeah. The other thing I'll say about the board of directors as well, that's really important, the strategic vision. Mm-hmm. This board of directors implemented uh, back in March of 2021 a new strategic plan for the organization. Yeah. And it's those sorts of processes that a board of directors undertakes that helps to communicate not only among itself, to its staff, but also to the larger world what the vision and priorities of the organization are. Mm-hmm. I like to say that that strategic plan is in many ways our roadmap, our golden star, the thing we sort of work toward. And all the decisions we make as an organization from programming to uh, fundraising to uh, outreach to engagement, all those decisions and the use of resources to implement that vision are guided by the strategic plan. And so in many ways, having a strategic plan gives us a really great blueprint for how we operate. Yeah. That's so interesting. Um, I have so many, so many thoughts and so much I want to hear, but, um, I think to just dive right in, um, you mentioned a relatively recent new strategic plan. Um, I'm curious what brought on the desire for these changes. I know it was during kind of a tumultuous time Mm -hmm. culturally, um, with the pandemic, um, arts organizations, you know, are, are, are reevaluating. Mm-hmm. Um, and so kind of what brought about this change and what are some of the changes that you decided to make? Sure, sure. So we knew that we, I'll step back and say this, a really good board of directors will periodically take on the task of saying, what is our strategic, what is our strategic vision? Mm-hmm. And that's something that this organization did. We sort of looked back and said, hey, what do we want to be doing? The questions we sought to ask are, who are we? Mm -hmm. Where are we going? And how do we want to get there? And I would say that what precipitated our launch of this particular strategic plan was the knowledge that, as you you mentioned, there there is, uh, it had been a while since one has been done through no fault of anyone's, it's just a matter of timing and process. We thought it would be a really good time to undertake that, but also taking into consideration the fact that, as you've articulated, the, the world has changed. Mm. Um, arts organizations needing to meet the moment. Uh, we were looking at considerations related to artistic planning. We were looking at considerations related to potential new staffing. Uh, we were looking at the prospect of a hiring a new executive director, actually. And in some ways, milestones like that serve as a wonderful impetus for reflection. Mm-hmm. And knowing that our current artistic director wanted to look at some grand visions for planning artistically. And as I mentioned earlier, how we think about our resources is governed by a strategic plan. So with the prospect of a potential new executive director, Uh, with the prospect of an artistic director who had some really grand visions for how uh, he wants to program and plan for the wonderful artistic offerings we have, the the question came to us as a board to say, well, now might be a great time to really think about the structure of the organization and the priorities we wanted to put into place to govern how we move forward. 
Yeah. I'm really like sensing this idea that like the board is almost like like putting together a frame for which to think about the financials mm-hmm. and the resources and the the, the product that results. Um, yeah. That's cool. And, and what, what I would say to that point too, I think it's really important to realize too, I, I mentioned a little earlier that the board does not supplant the work of staff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really important that the board of directors, yes, is engaged, but doesn't meddle. Yeah. And there's a, there's, a, there's a fine line there, particularly for an organization the size of Emmanuel Music writ large. And, and as you're talking about, um, I mentioned the, the, the artistic output. The board of directors is, is really excited about and supports very vigorously the artistic output. But we rely on the subject matter expertise of the staff. Mm-hmm. So, for example, with our board, we have a program committee. And that program committee serves to provide advice, support, and guidance to the artistic director as he thinks through potential programming scenarios. But the board does not make the final decision about the artistic program. Yeah, It's really important that the artistic director, whom we hired for that purpose, utilizes his experience, his wonderful knowledge to chart a course. And also, you know, to... put his stamp, if you will, mm-hmm. from a visionary perspective on what the artistic offerings might be. And those will be myriad and varied depending on the offerings that are there. And I would say too, that within the strategic planning context, though, just talking about the artistic side of things for a moment, one of the things we have as a pillar or principle within the artistic, or rather the strategic plan is a focus on excellence. Mm-hmm a focus on acknowledging the, 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 the importance and primacy of the ensemble itself. We're, we're an organization of, uh, that has a roster of folks that have been with us, <clears throat> pardon me, for some time and who play and, 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 and make music together very intensely over a period. And so there's a, there's a camaraderie and a, a wonderful symbiosis that happens when that, ha- when that takes place. And so that, the primacy of the, of the ensemble being very important. But also I wanted to mention too, again, among the pillars of our strategic plan is this desire to be really strategic and intentional around issues of diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. Mm-hmm. And as we talk about the artistic side of how that's implemented and how, how that is put into place, our artistic director taking that strategic vision and that strategic priority around diversity, equity, inclusion, and access and programming to reflect that. So one of the things that has come out of that from the strategic plan, from the vision, is that we have this wonderful uh, motet commissioning series Mm -hmm. that has enabled uh, this organization to present compositions and what Ryan says really beautifully, voices that have been historically marginalized. Mm -hmm. So women, people of color, individuals whose work has not yet been discovered or who are living composers whose work is soon to be discovered. And so through this process of creating an opportunity for these composers to share their work and offer their work and, and, and offer world premieres yeah. in the context of not only our services, but also in the context of our, our evening concerts, we just recently offered the wonderful This Love Between Us, mm-hmm. uh, the Esmail piece, which was just staggeringly beautiful. Emmanuel Music being able to present a voice that would never have been heard or, or a, new, a new emerging voice that is being heard, but putting it in this context yeah. alongside Bach helps us to invite the world in in new ways. So that is 
my long-winded, <laughs> but I hope uh, helpful um, explanation of how the board's creation of a strategic plan mm -hmm. provides a framework for thinking about the artistic offerings while not deciding those offerings. Yes, deferring to the wonderful talent of artistic director Ryan, yeah. but setting the framework which, or in which that can happen. Yeah, I think that's a really wonderful example. Mm. Um, and just the, personally, I'm so, you know, excited about the Motet commissioning project. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing that you mentioned um, with like marginalized voices is like to put contemporary um, new works in the context of what we do mm -hmm. is like kind of in of itself groundbreaking. And I just, I think Emmanuel as a space for for kind of this like all of the above new creation yeah. like is, is something i'm really excited about yeah you know we we are an organization that is known for our presentations of Bach. Mm -hmm. you know we 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 offer the cantatas in the context for which they were written and that's beautiful and it's wonderful and while that is key to who we are we want to be an organization that offers that and more. Mm -hmm. And something that Ryan, Jackie, and I talk a lot about during our sort of leadership conversations is it's not either or, it's both and. Mm -hmm. And what's exciting about that approach is that it enables us to artistically, fiduciarily, uh, resource management-wise, think in more broad terms mm -hmm. and to contemplate the possibilities of what can be offered by this organization. And and, and that is another uh, aspect of our strategic planning process. I, I keep hearkening back to that strategic plan because it's 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 a a work that the board and others we're, we're very proud of, but it's also a work that really creates a means by which we can articulate where we're going. Well, yeah, I think it's by referring back to it, you're serving its purpose. Yes, yeah. yes. And you know, to your point of earlier about you know what do boards do and mm -hmm. how do boards operate within a context like this? You know, we being a nonprofit, um, I would also say too, without getting too far into the weeds, I, I'm a bit of an organizational development geek, so mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I really get excited about this sort of thing. But I would I would say that it, it it's really helpful when we think about how we present ourselves to the world. Yeah. For us to be able to say, well, we have this really great strategic plan that, again, articulates, yes, what our identity is, what our desired trajectory is, and a path for getting there. Uh, one of the things we talked about at the board level is that it is of little value to have a strategic plan if there's not a path for implementation. And by implementation, I mean having measurable outcomes that we can point point to. Mm -hmm. And look at where we're what's working well look at what's not working so well and and ascertain why so that we can if need be change course yeah and continue to evaluate but it, it's it's that foundation that sets the stage for our being able to do the wonderful artistic work yeah and to really generate excitement and i, I would say it's not just the artistic work too another facet of this is is engagement yeah absolutely and and inviting people in and Inviting them in a way that says, this is wonderful and beautiful and life-changing. Mm -hmm. to get Not to get overly philosophical, but I do believe that. Life-changing. And we'd love for you to be a part of it. And we'd, we want to meet you where you are. 
Mm. Uh, we want you to feel welcome to be uh, a part of this, whether you are trained musically or not. I think the important thing too is within Emmanuel Music's community and its uh, approach to things is we want people to enjoy and not feel intimidated by what's being offered, but yeah. to feel enveloped by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a real sense of like experience mm, mm. Um, and I see that in a lot of our engagement mm -hmm. um, it's not about it's not always about presentation mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know and I think there's a real like come learn about this with yeah. us come experience it um, it's really like you have so much wisdom and experience with this organization on a lot of different fronts um, and I'd really I'd love to hear about a couple of um, projects or memories um, how has this organization affected you? Mm. And um, yeah, what are some exciting works that have gone on um, in the community, in the work? Um, well, I'll speak on a very personal level first, and I'll, then I'll speak kind of organizationally from my perspective. Very fond memories for me. Um, again, I hearken back to my, my first, my audition with Craig, and then my uh, opportunity to do a solo and be coached by him for that solo. I mean, my growth as a musician and as a person has been a result of my my affiliation and membership within Emmanuel Music. Mm -hmm. um, I also think too that Emmanuel Music's place within the Emmanuel Church context is really important. That symbiotic relationship is really valuable because it it it, it has engendered a sense of community mm -hmm. that is uh, each is important to the other. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and a wonderful uh, artistic moment for me uh, personally was being able to do the Saint Matthew Passion. Uh, and to sing the aria Machedich, yeah. which is is among the most beautiful arias ever written, um, and to offer you know the the, the high level translation of that is uh, I'm paraphrasing here is dear Lord make my heart pure is what the is saying that's not the exact literal translation but it's the interpretation that I uh, certainly have given and and. Being a person who, as we all are, mm -hmm. trying to be better, we're all we are all trying to live our lives the best we can, to love ourselves and others, despite our imperfections, and that's in some ways kind of my own personal philosophy and personal approach in living. And to be able to sing an aria that speaks to that for me was was really compelling and, and very powerful. And to be able to do it. In the stage of Emmanuel Church, Emmanuel Music, I should say, and in the context of uh, these friends with whom I've sung for many years, was was incredibly powerful. And then the other really fantastic and fun thing was being able to sing the role of uh, Carl Magnus in Stephen Sondheim's Night Music. Mm -hmm. Again, different ends of the spectrum. You know, you know, the they say Matthew Passion, this towering, beautiful work by Bach, one of his masterpieces. But then this theatrical piece, mm -hmm. uh, and and that Emmanuel Music. Can do both. Yeah, Again. and there's there's probably like a an underlying reason and a, mm -hmm. and a larger framing there, and mm -hmm. it's you know allows all of this to fit together. Yes, yeah. We, we you know I I, I I said it earlier, and again, Jackie Ryan and I use this all the time. It's both and. Mm -hmm. It's not either or. And I think you know, kind of going to this idea of where Emmanuel Music is going, mm -hmm. and where we see ourselves moving forward to, is this idea that you know, yeah, we 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 can offer this beautiful art form and we can also embrace innovative ways 
of offering it, but also innovative programs within it. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. And and I think what I would say too is part of this is we want to we want to envelop others in that excitement, mm-hmm. and that's some of that's some that is some of what informs our engagement programs now. Yeah. Is come and check this out. This is really beautiful, and you can be part of it too. And it doesn't have to cost you anything. Yeah, I always feel like it's not like oh, like I go see a manual concert sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm a part of this community. Mm-hmm. Like I think it, mm-hmm. and you know, like if that's something that scares someone, like then we can be whatever you need us to be. But yeah. I think there is like like a very strong sense of of community mm-hmm. and of participation. Um, just in things like that. Like yeah, there, 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 there's a reason why we why we have engagement as one of the pillars of our of our of our programming. We use the term engagement very intentionally. When we were doing the strategic plan, we had a very high level working phrase that was generated as part of our process, and that was enrich, engage, inspire. Mm-hmm. And as we were working with the group, one of the things that was asked of us is, "What do you really? If you had to say in three words what you what you want this organization to do, mm-hmm. those were three words that came came up many yeah. times. We want to enrich, we want to engage, we want to inspire. Mm-hmm. And that may not be our marketing slogan right now, but that's not the point. Right. The idea is that we we've got this language now in our in our internal philosophy, if you will, that sort of speaks to what we strive to do and who we strive to be. And I think your your use of the word community is is very appropriate because that is something that I, I know that 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 Jackie and Ryan that sense of community is really important. Certainly important to myself and to the board as well. That sense of and community can mean anything. It means many things to many people. But it, what it does connote is a sense of togetherness, and it connotes a desire to not exclude anyone. I was just going to say that inclusion. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally, totally. And it's one of the reasons why we've really promoted our, for our evening concerts, um, we've promoted this this pay-what-you-wish model because we don't want anyone to feel that finances have to be a barrier mm-hmm. to their being part of the community, to their being able to participate or to their being able to um, engage in this. I, I'll, I'll share one tiny anecdote that it, it, it still stays with me to this day. Um I have the great privilege um, when I'm not performing, even when I am performing in, a, in an evening concert, I will work with the staff and, and do front of house duty and, you know, say welcome to folks. I love doing that. And I, I love being able to sort of see people when they come in and say hi and just kind of make them feel part of the family, as it were. And we we were in the midst of this really, again, great pay what you wish model. And, and I was greeting people and a lot of times what happens is we'll have our sandwich board outside and there are people walking by who will hear about the concert that day. And mm-hmm. I happened to encounter a gentleman who hadn't heard about the concert that we were doing. Uh, it was um, kind of a, you know, an opportunity to, to have a conversation with him and I was kind of, kind of telling him about it. And, and he said, well, oh, I, I don't, you know, I didn't know, but I didn't, didn't have any plans to, I kind of, you know, a little short on, you know, on, on funding. I said that, yeah. No worries. Here's here's how we're doing these concerts now. We pay what you can. Mm-hmm. Just you know, go to the, go to the desk, and we we'll, we can I can I can help you with that, and make sure you get signed in, et cetera, et cetera. He said, "Oh, this is wonderful," and he said, "You know, I've got three dollars on me. Why don't you take that?" And he said, "No, you don't. Have, no, you 
we, we, we insisted that he didn't have to. He said, no, I want to give you this. Mm-hmm. Um, he signed in and he said, well, where, where can I sit? I mean, I'm, I, I said, you sit wherever you'd like. And there was a seat near the front mm-hmm. and being able to walk him to that seat and let him sit where he wanted to. Yeah. And there was a moment during the concert, I was still at the door kind of um, just keeping an eye on things. And I looked and saw his face mm-hmm. and he was beaming the whole time. Yeah. The smile on his face. And we may never see this gentleman again, mm-hmm. but the point is we had a wonderful impact on him. Yeah. Because we welcomed, we made it easy for him. We provided a space for him to be who he is. Mm-hmm. And so that in my opinion not only the beautiful artistic music and the offering there but also the welcome in my estimation is emmanuel music at its best yeah and i at the risk of sounding overly philosophical um i will say that to me it's about the human condition Mm -hmm. we all ultimately want to be seen heard and understood at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and loved yeah. But you know, it, it, and if if our art form and our offering of an art form can facilitate that, mm-hmm. can 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 inspire that, can make that easier, um, then then we're doing we're doing the right thing. We're doing our job. And I, I I I'll also even say too that you know, the power of art to 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 change lives, to you know, I go back to the, the gentleman I was saying before. I mean, we don't know what burdens he was carrying. We don't know what was going on in his life. But for him to have that moment to sit and, 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 and smile mm-hmm. and hear music, mm-hmm. we don't know what that did for his life, what, for his day. But we were able to do that, and we made it easy for him. We made it, we facilitated that. Um Again, enrich, engage, inspire. Just being able to kind of lay out, lay out the welcome and make it easy. I think that that's what an organization. That's that's what we as an organization are striving to do. And yes, we've got to do it. We've got to be responsible financially. We've got to be, you know, that's that's where the board comes in. Mm-hmm. But the work of the board is to enable the results that I just talked about. Right. The work of the board being able to facilitate that gentleman and others like him to be here in the way that they were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes me curious about, like, what are some of these financial conversations that are had that enable some of these um, equity initiatives? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, the... That's a fantastic question because there there are myriad conversations. And, you know, I, I will say, too, without getting too far into the weeds... The, the, we, we have the very great benefit within the board of having several working committees, or not several, but th- four very important ones. I mentioned the program committee earlier. The other committee I'll, that I'll mention is uh, our finance committee. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are folks on that committee who are incredibly adept at things like accounting and things like looking at uh, financial reporting, thinking about investment and, and the like. Really important you know, uh, considerations of how that, to help us ask the question: How will we manage our resources responsibly? Mm-hmm. So, to your, to your to your question, when talking about 
the way in which initiatives can be implemented, like the pay what you wish model. In many ways, that idea would scare uh, a finance committee because, you know, ticket sales are part of revenue Mm -hmm. and revenue is a a means by which an organization moves forward. But one of the things we talked about within finance committee is how can we, again, going back to our strategic plan, how can we look at the way we manage our resources that reflects our goals Mm -hmm. in the plan? And so the decision to move toward a pay-what-you-wish model, per the recommendation of the finance committee, actually, is to say, well, what do ticket sales really mean in terms of the overall budget? Right. Number one. And number two, what does what does it mean for the organization to remove its dependence on ticket sales mm-hmm. and focus more on engagement and more specifically individuals who are participating and seeing and being part of the concerts, mm-hmm. part of the offerings. What we're finding anecdotally mm-hmm. from having done the program uh, these last now two seasons, it's, it feels like it's hard to believe, um, easily our attendance in person and live stream, because we, we also do the pay what you wish for our live stream offerings, is at least increased by 30%. Mm-hmm over what we've done in previous years. And that's without relying on ticket sales. So what that means is there's an increase in the number of people who are attending and experiencing and becoming part of these wonderful offerings. And and so, again, going back to your question about the finance committees, look at this. The finance committee's take is, well, these are individuals who are now part of our offerings Mm -hmm. and are seeing this and are being engaged and are being invited and who will be excited about Emmanuel Music in the future. That's an important goal. Mm-hmm. And that also is very key to our strategic plan. Yeah, so. I think, yeah, it's important to recognize that community is not just the community that has been there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I think there's um, so much opportunity for, like you say, when you break down these barriers um, and facilitate um, inclusion mm-hmm. that you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna grow in in enriching ways yeah. for sure. One of the ways too that I, I'd love to just maybe mention, if I if I may, uh, this idea of breaking down barriers, but also stepping out a little bit um, outside of our quote unquote comfort zone, mm-hmm. and you know this idea of engagement, but also invitation, and some of that also in terms of our programmatic offerings, the wonderful musical sanctuary that we do, which is inviting people here for free. Um, but the Breathe, Breathe with Bach program, which enables us to take our music and offer our musicians not only an opportunity for some form of employment, mm-hmm. but more importantly, offering places throughout the city where musicians can be heard and where people can hear the music. And it's not about them having to come to, into downtown to go to a concert. It's about yeah. them being able to be at the library in Jamaica Plain or to uh, one of the community centers in Mattapan or High Park or, or the like. To be able to just experience this and and to know that it's there, and what that what that means for Emmanuel Music is that we are we're also part of this access is about not just access within the 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 confines, if you will, of Emmanuel Church as a building, but also broadening the access to other parts of the city and parts of the city that are not just Back Bay. Back Bay is a wonderful place. We are fortunate to be here, but if we want to grow as an organization, if we want to be more welcoming as an organization, if we want Mm -hmm. to increase 
access and inclusivity, Emmanuel Music being present in Mattapan or being present at the wonderful Princess Day offering, um, being uh, working in partnership with organizations like Project Step. That's important too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We've talked about a lot of these cool things that are going on right now mm -hmm. as a product of the strategic plan. Um, do you have any like hopes for the future? Mm. Um, or even like things that you're excited about in the works? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited about the prospect of, in some ways it's already in place, bolstering the the operational team that's in Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got, you know, Jackie, our executive director, has done a magnificent job of building a team that has incredible skill in areas that we have not had um, the ability to take advantage of in the past. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, the fact that we have a podcast is a, <laughs> a perfect example and you know, kudos to you for your wonderful work in that. Um, our, our focus on uh, institutional marketing, that sounds very technical, mm -hmm. but it's, it, I mentioned that because it's you know, saying who we are and what we do in a way that invites people in, in, in wonderful ways that we haven't in, in the past. I mm -hmm. think our, our fantastic uh, production teams that, that make sure that our live stream and um, offerings, not only on Sunday, but also for our concerts, is, 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 is incredibly top-notch. Um, that, that, that really excites me. Um, I, I, what, I'm, what I'm excited about for the future is the fact that because we have laid, I use the word infrastructure very intentionally, um, we've, because we've laid out that infrastructure within the context of the, of the strategic plan, we are poised to dream a little bigger artistically mm -hmm. in the future. And I, I, I don't want to steal uh, Ryan's thunder, so I won't. But um, look forward to in upcoming podcast episodes and other offerings, maybe sharing some of what will be happening in future seasons from an artistic standpoint that because we've done the, we've laid the groundwork now, yeah. enables us to be really bold in the future uh, artistically and to um, not only be bold artistically in our offerings, but also be bold in our approaches to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. This is just a wonderful, again, a window mm. into, yes, we have all of these big performance dreams, but what really is, like you said, the infrastructure mm -hmm. are these um, really intentional plans mm -hmm. and then their um, manifestations in administration and in goal setting and all mm -hmm. of this. And I just think it's, um, it's so interesting to be made aware of again, the many cogs in the machine of yeah. any nonprofit arts organization, you know, and the community being, being an important one of them. Yeah, totally. And, and, and it's, you know, I like to think when we, when it's all said and done, mm -hmm. who are we doing this for? We're doing this in service of others, ultimately. I mean, I personally love to sing. I love to be part of an ensemble. I love singing with orchestra. Mm -hmm. and, and my colleagues love to perform and love to make music. But when we, when we step back, you know, we aren't really doing this for ourselves. We really are doing it for others. We are offering a gift. 
and and I, I think that is the the, the takeaway. Um, we talk about this a lot in board meetings about who this is for. We have a, a wonderful um, board member, Sarah Lawrence Lightfoot, who who um, you know in our meetings we have to go through statistics and reports, and and that's the board's fiduciary responsibility. She very wisely said to, uh, in a very recent board meeting. This is all great. We had a great report from from, from Jackie about uh, the work we've been doing, and but she said, you know, this is really wonderful. It's great to have this uh, this knowledge. But let's bear in mind that there are people behind these numbers, mm. and it gave us all a wonderful pause and a wonderful reminder that it's it's for the for others that we're doing this. So, yeah. Thanks for chatting, Dana. Oh, this has it's been really, my really absolute pleasure. enlightening and, and I've learned a lot. Thank you so much. Well, I, I really appreciate all of your fantastic questions. Thank you. Walk Lab is brought to you by Emanuel Music in Boston. If you'd like to learn more or donate to Emanuel Music, visit emanuelmusic.org slash support us. The music you heard in this episode is from Bach Cantata BWV-127, presented by Emanuel Music on February 27, 2022, conducted by Michael Beatty and engineered by Seth Torres. I'm Claudia Dorian, host and producer of this podcast. Thanks for listening.